Welcome to the Brooklyn Law School Sports and Entertainment Podcast. My name is Daniel Cruz Hernandez. I will be the host of this episode. I, this is my first time hosting one of the Brooklyn Law School podcasts, um, and I'm very excited to be doing these moving forward. Um, and today is my pleasure to be joined here today with Mr. Jared Shabab, a Pace Law School alumni class of 2018 and the principal of the Shabab firm. Uh, Mr. Shabab, how are you doing today? Great, Daniel. How are you doing, man? I'm doing amazing. It's been great to be connected with you the last few uh, months. I guess over it's been over a year now we've been connected. But um, yeah, we've actually done a podcast before on a, another podcast that I host. That was a great conversation. But um, I'm excited to have this podcast uh, be specifically tailored to the entertainment industry, specifically tailored to the legal side of it. Um, and yeah, it's a pleasure. You want to just hop, hop right into this? Yeah, man, for sure. Let's do it. All right. So um, what inspired you to become an entertainment lawyer and what steps did you take early on in your career to get there? Well, definitely a loaded question, but I'll do my best to uh, to be brief here. You know, always had a background in acting, musical theater, being in bands, and always had a love for music, the law, and politics, and kind of went to law school with the intention of combining all of that together, and, you know, had some awesome internships along the way, and it kind of just worked out um, on that side of things, on the internship side, um, working at Universal Music for Def Jam Island and Republic with the New Jersey Devils in their legal department um, at Sony Corporation of America in their general counsel's office and also for a private music attorney who was at Sony for like 20 years uh, once when he retired I worked with him Um, but you know man those were all great experiences that kind of led to um, my first gig and my first job um, at a law school and every, everyone's approach is different. Everyone's process is different. I think it's really important to get as many internships as possible while you're in law school and really show potential future employers that, you know, you're interested, you're not taking like a, a family law job or a civil practice law job. You know, it's important to stay in your lane, stay in the entertainment industry while you're in law school and, seek those internships out. You know, it's important for future job providers to see that that's what your interest is as well. Yeah. The common theme I've been noticing with these conversations and with people who are hiring is that the the main thing they want to see is demonstrated an interest. So just showing that your background, your resume is just full of all those things related to entertainment. Um, What's interesting about you is that you, well, I guess this is pretty common, but um, you worked for Sony. So a lot of people think Sony music, um, you, wait, did you work for Sony Music? No, Corporation of no. America. Yeah, so, Sony Corporation of America. So yeah, I wanted hip, to ask little, you. little hypocritical right there, but not really, because you know Sony is an entertainment company, um, even though we're in my time there, in my capacity, wasn't doing um, music or entertainment-related things. It was more general counsel, you know, buying airplanes, land, real estate. It was cool, but you know, being in there, being in that environment, working for a name like Sony definitely helped out uh, later on down the road. So it was connected, but kind of not connected at the same time. Mm, okay. So you got to be around the sort of infrastructure of, of Sony and you kind of worked your way into like entertainment from there. Cause that, that was like your first, uh, one of your first positions in, the, in that space, right? Uh, the universal position was with universal Def Jam, Island and Republic records, and then was with the New Jersey devils as well. Gotcha. So with those early internship positions, do you have any sort of tips for making the most out of that experience? Yeah, man, for sure. I would say definitely seek work and seek the opportunities. Definitely seek work and seek the opportunities. 
If work's not provided for you, you know, go ask your supervisor, like, hey, how could I help? What could I do? Is there any meetings I could sit in on? Or like, you know, just try to be involved as possible because this is your one chance, potentially one chance to, you know, really make a name for yourself and really show interest. And it's a great opportunity to make those connections of people who are already in the industry. Like I've made connections with people at Universal who I still talk to today. And now I'm at on the other side of some deals on too. You know, it's very strange. You never know who you meet, especially the music industry is a very, very small world. Um, and yeah, you know, every, everyone knows, knows everybody. So it's very important to not only, you know, be respectful and nice, but go seek opportunities and seek to talk to people. Even when you're in internship opportunities, you know, try to meet all the attorneys that work there. Um, try to set up meetings with everybody who works there. Really sit down and get to know them. Ask them about how they came up. Ask them about their experiences. And, you know, just show your interest because that's why you're there at the end of the day. Gotcha. That makes sense. So something I've kind of been interested in is, so how do negotiations differ when you are sort of friends or very familiar or know of each other on the other side, if you know what I mean? Sure. Well, knowing the other attorney, you know, definitely helps. But, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter your if you've worked with them before or if you're personally friends with that person, you're representing the client who you represent at the end of the day. And that's who you need to um, support and represent to the best of your capabilities, right? Like that's really what it comes down to. Um, so having that experience and working day to day with somebody all the time or another attorney across the aisle, sure, it definitely could help. Um, but you know, it's not the end all be all for sure. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, um, eventually you went on to take the path shortly out of law school, starting your own, uh, your own firm and practice. So what inspired you to take that leap and to start your own practice instead of continuing to work with, uh, with, uh, David, who was a great mentor for you and, and, uh, great position overall. Yeah. So maybe to let people know my first job out of law school was working for an attorney named, uh, David Ehrlich. He was in the industry and still is probably for, well, I don't want to give away any times, but like, uh, or date him by any means but you know definitely a veteran 30 years or so in the industry knows a lot learned a lot from him and this kind of goes back to your earlier question like how did you get a start and everyone's path is different you know i had some great internships right out of law school um i applied to every job i could see and you know there wasn't a lot of bites and a lot of hits even with my resume and experience and so what i did was literally emailed and cold called Every music attorney, every entertainment attorney in New York City, in L.A., and really just try to get on the phone with these people and just introduce myself and get to know them. And honestly, about 20% of the people responded and about 20% of that 20% or maybe like half of that 20% I was able to get on the phone with and talk to. And David was one of those people that I was kind of harassing, emailed him a bunch of times. And finally, he was like, hey, come in for an interview. Came in for an interview, gave me a job, and you know that was my first gig out of law school. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really. And then after that, um, when you started your own practice, um, you continued working of counsel with it, correct? Yeah, for sure. So you know, of counsel, different firms have different names for that, but pretty much it's just a independent contractor. Um, you know, I, I run my own business, but also at that. At the same time, you know, he could provide work to me or like hand off some smaller projects or projects he may need help on or producer agreements or something like that. And 
yeah, that's pretty much how uh, how that works. Gotcha, gotcha. And to get back to the original question a little bit, um, what inspired you and what made you want to take the route of just creating something for yourself? Well, I would say it's about opportunity and just the ability to do so, or not really the ability to do so, but really comes down to opportunity. Um, at the time, not a lot of people were hiring young attorneys out of law school. You know, everyone wants to see some kind of experience. It's kind of a catch-22. You know, labels want to see when they hire new attorneys that, you know, you have some in-house experience and in-house people want to see you have some kind of other experience too. And it comes down to who you know and how many jobs are available. And I was in a position, lucky enough, that David offered me a, a position, of, an of counsel position of like an independent contractor kind of thing. And at the same time, I took advantage of that situation in a positive way for everybody and started my own business at the same time. Um, and even like being of counsel, you know, like he contracts my firm to do work back then. So it's kind of just all about opportunity and growing your own network. And, you know, one client that I first got led to probably 50 other clients. It's all about showing you do a good job for one person and, you know, them introducing you to their producer, this other artist they work with, this mixer. And, you know, that's really how the network grows for sure and how businesses grow. And those earliest clients, where did those come from? How are you putting your name out there? How are you getting recognized by like your first, first clients? Honestly, it's just about previous contacts. Like even one of my first clients um, was a friend of a friend or like someone who I just knew of from back when I was acting or doing like musical theater, right? Someone who was like a producer at the time, knew this other producer who needed some legal work done. Another original client, who is a producer, you know, their fiance went to college with my wife. So, you know, that's like just a connection. And that person led to like 20 other people. So, and then those contacts lead to like five or 10 other people. It's just all about knowing one person, doing a good job for them and just watching the network grow and meeting new people and always doing everyone right and doing a good job as best as your ability for them. Hmm. And what types of clients were those early on that you got? Um, I, we mentioned you're in entertainment, but I guess more specifically, what type of artists or creatives or, or people in that space in general do you work with um, when you first started, but also um, where are you now with your clients? Sure. Um, well, in the beginning, it was definitely more producers and mixers. And obviously, well, I don't want to say obviously because people may not know this, but producers, producer agreements, you know, that's pretty much the meat and potatoes of being a music lawyer. There's so many producer agreements always happening and deals being done between producers and artists. Um, so in the beginning, definitely a lot of producers, mixers. Now, still a lot of producers and mixers. But, you know, many more performing artists. Last year represented a performing artist on every major label. And the major labels, obviously, Sony, Warner, Universal. So one on each. A couple film companies. Um, modeling agency, some influencers, but really about 90% of my business is still music-based, for sure. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And when you went about starting your own firm, um, is there anything that you know now that you sort of wish you had an understanding of when you first started? Hmm. That is a great question. I think, you know, the ability to give yourself a break when you need it and recognizing when you need a break. You know, lawyers and law students are often scared or maybe even feel guilty to take a break sometimes. And it's really important to understand and know your stress signals 
and know when you need to take an afternoon off or a day off because more than likely you deserve it, you know, and you deserve that, you deserve that break. Um, so I think that's one of the main things is really recognizing when your body mind needs a little rest and take that rest, you know, um, I think it's really important and helps you perform and be able to work better. You know, you don't want to kill yourself on a Monday because you still got the whole rest of the week ahead. Um, so you need to know your limits. You need to know, you need to have some hard cutoffs, but you know, sometimes um, work doesn't allow you to, or like you need to get a deal done. Like just last week, I was up till one o'clock in the morning, East Coast time, trying to get this deal done with people in California, right? And, you know, there's days like that, but then there's days where you need to take a step back and recognize like, hey, you know, I don't want to get burned out. We got a lot going on. Take a couple hours off, take a break in the middle of the day for a few minutes. You know, you need to know your limits for sure. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, So I've interned with you in the past and it was a great experience. And we've talked about this in the past. Um, And I think you had an interesting way of looking at this. Um, How do you go about... Or how do you, what's your philosophy on explaining um, contracts and agreements and things that are a little bit complicated to artists or creatives? Well, I definitely love to help people ex- learn and explain things to them. Love taking the time to explain things to clients if they have questions or giving back to law students and interns and really trying to see what questions they have. You know, I think even with, um, with us, you know, I kind of gave you a producer agreement first and said, Hey, you know, review this and then let's discuss. And, you know, a lot of people helped me where I am today and I'm just trying to kind of give back in in a small way that I can, um, to the ability that I can right now and just try to, you know, let the industry be more open and, and try to explain things to people the best of my ability. Um, And, you know, I think there is a kind of lag with lawyers who are like 30 to 35 or like 30 to 37 years old in the music industry. There's not a lot of those people, quite honestly. I think I may only know like one or two other lawyers in that age range. I'm I'm 33 myself right now. And, you know, I think I only know two other lawyers who are in that 30 to 35 or 36 age range who are doing what I'm doing. So I think the industry definitely needs more of them. There's not a lot of young lawyers kind of doing this and it really comes down to opportunity and network. So, you know, I'm just trying to give back and help the industry grow as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can tell and I've witnessed now you have an innovative approach um, at looking at the entertainment industry. Um, how would you say that the, the entertainment industry in particular is, is uh, specialized in a sense? Like what makes the entertainment industry for lawyers different than other um, legal industries? Well, I think, well, it's obviously very much so of a niche as a lot of legal industries are, but you know, not everyone, a lot of people trip and fall on the sidewalk, but not a lot of people need a record deal, you know? So it really comes down to your network and connections and being able to get to the people who need your help and services at the end of the day. And really the best way to do that, you know, I've never advertised besides having a website and like an Instagram page. Um, It's really just word of mouth. And really just making those connections with managers, performing artists, producers, and being their guy and helping them make good business decisions. Because at the end of the day, that's really what you're doing. You know, I don't I don't go to court, not a litigator, don't do anything outside the entertainment space. My main mission, what I really do is help clients make good music business decisions. That's really what it is. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and for you, when you're onboarding new clients, um, at this point, you've become a busy guy. Um, it seems like you always are working on things until late hours and you, you're always onboarding new clients. Um, at this point, how do you go about deciding who to work with? Because at this point, I'm sure you have to be pretty selective. Well, unfortunately, that's kind of the case. But, you know, I would say in the beginning when lawyers are first starting out, you know, you want to gain as much experience and do the best job as you can, as you always do throughout your legal career for the, for your clients. But right now, I don't want to say you're I'm selective or anyone's selective, but, you know, if you don't have time for a matter, you don't have time for the matter because you have responsibility to your current clients. So that kind of has come up a few times recently where, you know, I can't take on this matter or help you with this thing because there's just not enough time of the day. And you, and you need to recognize that and be able to understand that because you're going to put your current clients at risk um, because you owe a duty to them first. You know, you need to make sure that their stuff gets done at the end of the day. So it's really important to have a referral system, have other lawyers that in the industry that you know, you've worked with previously that you could refer clients to as well. And I've, I've started doing that, honestly, and quite frankly, for a, f a few people. Mm, gotcha. Um, and what would you say the most rewarding part of your job is? Really just helping people. I think that's really what it comes down to at the end of the, end of the day. Might sound a little weird, like lawyers saying like uh, the most rewarding thing is helping someone, but that's really what we do as lawyers. You know, we help people understand the law, understand their rights. And with me, you know, it's a little more music and entertainment based, but that's really what I'm doing too at the end of the day. And what my colleagues do and our colleagues do is really help people make good music business decisions and help them understand the agreement they're entering into, their rights, their copyrights, or whatever it may be. I think that's probably the most rewarding thing is just helping people. Yeah, and I can tell and I've witnessed how, how passionate you are about taking that process seriously because there are a lot of entertainment lawyers that just want to collect the bag, um, just do the minimal amount of work possible, don't explain things to their client, but I, I, you've always done things or you seem to have always done things a little bit differently. So um, it's great to see. I got one, basically one last question for you. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, one last question for you. Um, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, any students, um, if they want to reach out, what would be the best place to reach you? Oh, they could just ask you for my number. But uh, in all seriousness, email or Instagram would probably be best. Definitely email um, J-A-R-E-D at Shabab.com. J-A-R-E-D at S-H-A-B-A-B-B.com. Or Instagram, E-S-Q underscore J. S-H-A-B-A-B-B. -B -B. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jared. I appreciate you coming on our podcast this uh, afternoon. And um, yeah, I hope, to, I hope to keep in touch with you moving forward. I hope some other students got some great value out of this. I'm sure they did. And um, thank you so much. Daniel, thank you for having me. And thank you to Brooklyn. And see you soon, man. For sure. Take care. Thank you.